This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. As always, I'm your host, Shane Told, and this week we have a very exciting, very unique episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. As you know, if you've been listening to this thing week after week, and if you have, thank you very much. Appreciate the support. Thank you for being subscribed. But if you do listen to the show, you know typically it's me one-on-one with another lead singer, and that's the whole thing. Well, today we're switching up the format a little bit. I actually have four guests all at the same time, which, yes, it was a little bit tough to coordinate, uh, but a lot of fun. And I call this the Warp Tour Roundtable. And um, if you like Los Angeles punk rock, especially from the 1980s, I have two of the originators Steve Soto of The Adolescents, of 22 Jacks, of Agent Orange. He joins the show. And back for a second time, the always entertaining Jack Grisham of TSOL. I knew you would be back, Jack. So good to have him. Also, we have Warp Tour founder and tour producer Kevin Lyman on the show. He'd been requested so many times. I know he's not a lead singer. It's still very, very cool to have him, and his insight is, is amazing. And last but certainly not least, we have rock photographer Lisa Johnson, who has been on every year of the Warp Tour. She, is, she has seen it every year, and she's taken some of the most iconic photos all the way from Smashing Pumpkins to Nirvana. So it's excellent to have her aboard as well. We talk a lot about Warp Tour, but we're also focusing on It's Not Dead which is a really awesome punk rock festival Kevin Lyman is putting together. It's on August 26th, San Bernardino, California. It features Rancid, Dropkick Murphys, Good Riddance. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Check out itsnotdeadfestival.com for all of the information. Before we jump into that, I want to thank everybody for listening last week to my conversation with the Franzilla himself, Mr. Chris Franzak of Attila. Yeah, it was a wild show. It was a wild episode, very insightful. Uh, if you missed it, definitely go back and check it out. And, you know, we've got like 86 other ones to check out too. A lot of punk and hardcore guys, if that's what you're into. 
So go back and check those out, especially check out the one I did with Jack of TSOL about three or four months ago, because that's also super, super entertaining. Also, big shout out to my sinners, the members of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. You know who you are. I know who you are. Thank you so much for the support. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the All Access Club is pretty much what helps keep the lights on around here. And don't fret, the show will always be free week after week. We'll do one episode every week forever. Until I die, I will be doing this show. But if you need more, if you need bonus episodes, bonus content, if you want to interact with other members of the show on the Facebook group, if you want to interact with me on the Facebook group, if you want monthly Q&A sessions with me, and if you want Lead Singer Cinder merchandise, the only way to get it is through the All Access Club. So it's as little as $6 a month. If you go up to $9 a month, you get a bunch of stuff shipped to your house, patches every three months. It's really, really cool, and I'm really, really enjoying it so far. So check out the info, leadsingersyndrome.com slash access. And like I said, it really, really does keep the show going week after week. And while I have you here, as you guys probably know by now, I'm on the Warp Tour. It's week 17. No, it's, it's not week 17. Feels like week 17, but we are nearing the end. Big shout out to everybody that's come and said, hey, Shane, you know, stop me, at the, stop me while I'm walking around and said, hey, Shane, man, thank you so much for the podcast. I love it. Love the show. Telling me what their favorite episodes is and re-quoting me, which is funny. I just really enjoy that. So thank you very much. We have some big shows this weekend. The three California dates. So if you see me walking around, please stop me. Say hello. I do really, honestly, I really do enjoy that. All right, let's get into it this week. Here's my conversation with Lisa Johnson, Steve Soto, Jack Grisham, and Kevin Lyman. We're going to jump in right here. Uh, this is a very, very special episode of the podcast um, this week. I am joined by the one and only Kevin Lyman, the Warped Tour founder. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I have Jack Grisham of TSOL. Yes. I'm also good, even though uh, you didn't ask, but I'm going <laughs> to volunteer it. Well, okay. Uh, and he's, you know, he's been on the show before. Uh, we have Steve of The Adolescents. How you doing? I'm going to up the ante and say I'm great. I'm doing great. Doing Good, job. Great. Good job. And we have Lisa Johnson. I'm Peachy photographer. Keen. Peachy Keen. Aw. No, it's a great group here. And um, it's pretty cool for me. You know, um, I went to my first Warp Tour in 1997. And uh, it was, I'm Canadian, and it was not in Toronto that year. I don't know if Kevin remembers. It was in yeah. London, actually. London. Oh, London. Oh, I do remember that. And so I drove about two hours with... Uh, you know, my, my friend's dad. And I walked in the park, and I'll never forget, the, ran to the stage, you know, like the kids were on, 16 years old. The first band I saw was Sick of It All. And how cool is that, that 20 years later, they're here on the tour again? I, lo- I love that so they much. Look like, they're the only ones that don't look like they've aged. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do look great, great They look good. 
But I don't know how I feel about you saying that, though, Kevin. But it's all right. But yeah, they look yeah, good. What are you yeah, to say, man? All right, trust me. <laughs> looks know, like it's like, going to get personal in here today. It is. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, like if you'd asked me, you know, 20 years ago if I'd be sitting here with, you know, all you guys. All this age. It's pretty cool. No, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool for me. And a big focus of this show this week is going to be on It's Not Dead Fest, which uh, is August 26th in San Bernardino, California. So many great bands, the headliners being Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. Um, and it's cool to me because those, like, that's my shit. You know what I mean? I was the 16 year old kid going to Warp Tour, seeing all those bands. So I w- would love to be there. I don't think I can go, but um, it's a tremendous lineup. Now, Kevin, tell me how this idea started. I know it's the second year. I know. It's funny because those, both these guys sitting here, I don't yeah. know if they remember some of my early shows. You played at Cal Poly Pomona. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was one of the first shows I ever worked. Oh, yeah. I was going to school there. Yeah, I love that. That was a good show. That was fun. I played there. Yeah. I think I picked, you know, and then the adolescents, when I was working over at Citrus College, would play in the student center. Two dollar Tuesday nights. And that shows my (laughs) business proudness. Because I gave each band a dollar. And all I got left was, was a, like a dirty student center, you know, <laughs> to clean up before school started. It should have been like $3 something, you know. But it is, it's, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, whatever anyone says, it's the music that I grew up on in California. It's the epitome of when I got into music, the live music scene, and, and being lucky enough to, you know, kind of drift into it by almost accident. You know, we did shows on campuses and stuff, and then... You know, hooking up with Golden Voice in Los Angeles, Gary Tovar, who I still think is one of the most brilliant packagers ever. <laughs> you know? uh, it was, a, you know, it was an amazing time. And then, you know, for It's Not Dead, it was music. Sometimes you do have to do something for your soul. You know, I do this right. tour a lot, and it was a couple of years ago. I was just kind of feeling like I was kind of losing touch with myself and where I came from in music, and and I felt like I needed to do something. And my wife's like couldn't we just go to Hawaii or something for a while? And I said, no, I want to see if I can pull this together. You know, yeah. because, because I think you know, the punk bands, they get the opportunities to pr- play around L.A. That's one place you guys still get a lot of shows. But those big shows where everyone came together. You might have Descendants headline a show. You might have you know, Pennywise do a show. You know, all those, you know, Bad Religion do that show. And you know, for me, it was just like, we all need to do one show. Because I don't believe punk's dead. I think there's always a kindled spirit. There's a spirit to it. And I go... You know, we're going to try to do this way. And, of course, I booked it like no one ever had. You know, I, right. I sent one offer to all the bands. And when an agent sent back, that took them off copy and asked me a question, I put everyone back on the same offer. And then I called all the singers. It's real. I can call those singers and not be like catch a predator. You know, the kids out here would be like, too young. <laughs> I can't call them on their cell phones. But, you know, there I kind of explaining the concept of the wheel. Right. And I think, you know, it just it, it organically came together really quickly. Once everyone, you, I mean, you, you guys both played it. And I played mm. three, three shows that day. Yeah. <laughs> three was, shows one day. And, it was, and you thought it was hot here today. <laughs> right. But, you know, and that's, you know, for me it was like, but then it was really cool because so many people, probably needed that for their soul at that point i think it kind of re-sparked some things around sure. punk again you know yeah no it was a great day and all you know it, it brought so many like you know of the, of the bands from our scene all out in one day and then there were so many bands that still didn't get that didn't get you know they got left out just because you can only do so much when you do those kind of things right and uh which is awesome because now it looks like they're all playing this they're year playing this time you know which is great and then uh you know so it, for me it was like and then to see that, but then what really made me feel good about it was because there were so many people 
And it was weird because I had to walk around the venue there and I'm looking at faces going, did I, did that guy going to be pissed off at me? <laughs> are they all still holding a grudge from Fenders or <laughs> yeah. the Olympic Auditorium or nah. something? And, you know, some guy walks up and he's like, and I'll never forget him coming up with his kids and, you know, he was like with his wife and stuff. He's like, dude, you took me out one time of a club. You took me out so quick. And he looked at me and goes, I deserved it. You know, he gave me a hug. And, and the kids, but the kids, I think the parents were really you know, excited to bring their kids. There was three sure. generations sometimes at that show. And they were just stoked to see the energy of punk rock. Well, that's the funny thing is, you know, Warp Tour, there's the parents' tent where the parents get in for free when they bring their kids. And it's not dead. It's the opposite. Kids under 10 get in free, which is just so funny to me. Yeah, and, you know, that was like at the end of the night, we had all the moon bounces. You know, it was punk rock with moon bounces up in the hill. And the venue kind of freaked out of it. They're like, Kevin, you know, it's not lighted enough, these oh, lit enough, these kids could get hurt. And I go... I'm not taking the moon bounces down. If you want, like, their first <laughs> punk rock riot right now, take their moon bounces away from them. You know, but then it was, you know, awesome. Lisa's sitting over there, and, and you know, Lisa's been a part of, you know, as much as the band. She's been as much as the, the, the documentary of this, this whole scene. You've documented it more than anyone almost. And to get, you know, so we came up with the tent idea, yeah. which couldn't yeah. have gone better. So, yeah. So, so it's, called, it's called Arts Not Dead, right? It's actually a huge circus tent, okay. and there's like three little villages in there. So we've got a whole art installation, which is Art's Not Dead, and we have a literary section called Punk's Well Read, which Jack's going to be a part of yeah, this cool. year again. Cool. And then we have Punk Swap, so there'll be like, you know, it's like flea market vinyl, vintage yeah. vinyl. We've got a big record truck coming, yeah. selling And you put vinyl. that all together. That was uh, your, your baby. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly cool. Right. So, what are the, some of the coolest parts of that? I mean, obviously, I know Jack is doing a yeah, book what are you signing, doing? Yeah. What are you which doing, uh, and I, I don't know signing and reading and talk, whatever. I'm in for anything. I don't care. I just like having a good time. Kevin calls. Hey, what's up? Sounds wonderful. Yeah, sounds what wonderful. What time? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Well, it's fun to go. I like visiting with people. Yeah. I, I like to just visit. That's what I like. I like to just go wander around. No, no work. None of the work, really. But just to visit, I really enjoy. And, I'm and a so great this visitor. Been a, you've only been here a few days, but you got to do yeah. a lot of visiting. I've so been far. visiting with everybody. <laughs> I've been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Not burn out yet. No, I just like talking to people. I just wander around. So this is actually kind of cool. I can read and have a book, and I can sit there and just visit with kids all day. That's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah. Just stop by and visit. And I think that's what's been cool about this year's Warp Tour, you know, by getting these guys to come out with me, you know. And, and, you know, but I think it's awesome because I know Tony, he's like become like the fan of all the bands. Every day he's wearing <laughs> a different shirt, he's at a different stage, which I think it's showing these young bands. And that's why I really wanted to bring you guys was to show that you can do this forever if you choose. I mean, yeah, that's a shock. I know. <laughs> I, never, I remember being, I was 17 and my brother was 23 and I looked at him, I go, you're a fucking loser, dude. <laughs> Why'd you straighten up? Now I look, I turned 56 in Chicago, yeah. man. I thought, oh my God, man, I'm 56 years old. I woke up that morning in a, in a truck stop, laying on the, on the floor of the van, getting ready to go do a show. And I'm thinking, I'm 56, man. My dad was 56 when I started playing shows or whatever. I'm, it's like, it really kind of freaked me out. I'm like, you know, because I'm a dad now yeah we all i mean yeah he's not no i just i sold my soul to punk rock and that's (laughs) That's all but you could be a dad 
could be. That you, could be. If somebody said, hey, that guy's a dad, nobody would say he's not. Look at this shirt. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> a dad. I went for comfort in the heat. But yeah. those guys, they call me the narc in the band. Yeah, I, hey, I got a so button all the way yeah, to the yeah. top. Well, that's what's so crazy about it, for being along and do this. So my, my oldest daughter got brought home by the police one night, right? So it was late at night. And so they, I go to the door, and it's two cops and my kid, right? And, and they're, they're all three smiling. They're all, they're all smiling. I go, hey, what's going on here, man? And they go, oh, we caught your daughter. She was in a stolen car. There were some drugs involved and some blah, blah, blah. And I, I look at him. I go, well, why isn't she in jail, dude? I go, why isn't she in jail? And why are you waking me up? Yeah, and the cop looks at me and he goes, it's not like that, Jack. I'm a big fan. And I go, oh, you know, it's just some, you know, now the guy's like a grown, he was a kid going to punk rock, and now he's a grown guy, and he finds out my that's my daughter, so he goes, I'll just bring her home, <laughs> meet, you know, her, meet her wow. dad. First time I ever met a, a police officer that was an adolescence man was at a warp tour, and I was in 22 Jacks, and it was in New York, and the guy came up, and he's like, I saw you at CBGB's, and one of those matinees, and he's fully in uniform, like a cop walks up to you, even 15, 20 years ago, you'd get nervous, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. funny. But, um. You know, and that's kind of just, you know, with, with, with It's Not Dead, I think, you know, it did spark maybe a little resurgence. I know there's a lot of people doing, like, taco and beer festivals and all these kind of, you know, punk and, punk and pizza festivals and stuff all over the country now. But, you know, hey, these guys, if I can help keep that going so they can continue doing what they love and continue right. making the living they love, that's kind of, I think, where I'm at right now. Right. You know, where I've been lucky enough to get to do this for so long. You know, I, I, I want to keep, if I give them, can help them have that same opportunity sometimes. It's, right. And is yeah. having the hard rock stage this year, and for people that don't know, there's a lot of older bands that you guys are you know, playing on those stages. Uh, was that... Did I have anything to do with It's Not Dead booking that? Like, was it because you couldn't get all those bands on the show or or whatever? No, no guilt. Just, or is it just, to, just so no, you can walk over for selfish reasons? I decided I wanted a more gray reasons. hair in the parking lot other than myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's also you fun now because I, I saw Jack walking around this morning and, and I'm like... I'm just looking at it because we all know we don't sleep as much as we used to. Right. You know, we all don't sleep as much as we used to. So, so watching the old guys walking around the warp tour parking line in the morning, they you have mistaken the same as the bus driver. They're all kind of hanging out. You know, and these guys are doing it. You guys are doing a hardcore style. You guys yeah. are old punk style. You know? Yeah, you've been in a van all summer. Yep. Yeah. Fifteen passenger van. That's yeah. And you insane. need to get a little. I didn't know no, that. You should get a little one of those little. Uh, you know, like they got the St. Michael or whatever. They they need a St. Kevin medal, the the the, the protector of old punks uh, medal oh, to I put don't on. Know. I, I think a few, it's a it's a split decision this summer. There's some people pretty pissed off at me this summer, but you know, it's it's kind of a split decision. But you know, ultimately, that's you know what I what I, why I do think you know. Like and to bring that up real quick, the stuff that I've read though, it's no one that I've seen that you've really worked with. They don't know you. No. They just see your name, and they see the name of this tour, and it's their old man punk instinct yeah. to kick in and go, "Oh fuck that," you know. Yeah, and I it's do. like, I've you know, like so many times, I've just gone, I, "We work with Kevin. It's fucking great." You know yeah. what I mean, it's, it's funny like, one time. Yeah. I remember when can when I got the Dam to play this tour, and they came out and played a few shows, and he's like, "Why didn't we have this?" Like. You know, back in the day, why wasn't the Warped Tour here? I go, because I was too busy piss, cleaning up your piss on stage and <laughs> everything else and putting out the drum kit on fire, you know, that it allowed me to run. And that's the thing. I always say, you know, and, and that's where I'm always at, you know, you know, it's easy to attack online or whatever, but come down and meet people face to face. And, you know, yeah. and, you know, sometimes in, in business, you have to make those decisions and you have to make those things to make things move forward. And I think that's really kind of, you know, punk rock to me is something that needs to move forward 
And as it adapts and changes and things, you know, that's why it, when it, it was almost like that spoof. It, it's not dead. Everyone's, you know, it's Joe Escalante got all uptight at me what, over the name at first. And then, of course, he played it and right. had a blast. You why know? why, why claim ownership like, of it? Is that what you want to see one now on? At yeah. one point, he had 100 patents on it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Everyone came out. We had a great time. I'm looking forward to having the same time with those people again. Uh, you know, backstage was just a mess. Super fun, though. That's great. Yeah, it was yeah, it was fun. Wandering around, visiting. Visiting. <laughs> Everyone was visiting. Um, you know, and, and that's really what I want to do. It was just, you know, put everyone back together. Because yeah. you know what? The last thing I want to do is, is, is we need to get together once in a while, not just get invited to each other's funerals. And not to be, you know, Damn, that's, that's dark. What, I mean, it is dark. But you know what? <laughs> you know, we're losing yeah, more yeah. of us than, right. you know, than we realize. And it was yeah. great to see everyone in that parking lot. And, you know, for me, it was, you know, Gabby getting to play that yeah. show. And he wasn't doing too good at that no, show. No, he wasn't. He wasn't feeling so good. No. But you know what? He smiled and he shone that he, day. He, and he played probably yeah. the best show I'd seen in years. Yeah. And to Borrowed me, I was, 20 bucks off me that he never paid back. <laughs> well, he knew that the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker bet. That, that, the, all the shows he did, like the last year he was alive, yeah. were like that. Like we did, The last show we did was at Pozo up in... Yeah. And with the Descendants, and half hour before we went on, I, I was like looking at him going, dude, it's just a show. We don't have to do this like today if you're not feeling it. And he was like, no, nah, I'll get through it. Then we get up on stage, and it's like this whole different yeah. thing came over him. He and came he to life. came out, and he did what he loved doing, and then, you know, he <coughs> went back to, you know, kind of unglued again. But, it, but yeah, that was awesome to have that opportunity to do one of the big Last show with Manic in, in California, yeah. you know, in Southern California. Yeah, you know. And, you know, I just found out Waddy's not doing well enough to come over. Hmm. We're really exploited uh, on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, and that, I got that note two nights ago, and I'm like, I really, you know, who knows, you know? But I really wanted him to come and be part of the show. And I just got wind that he's not healthy enough. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're not going to get any healthier than probably we are right now. So why not do things once in a while together, yeah. you know? How hard Never. is it to put together, like, these these shows? Like, you think of a band, and they're, like, they're maybe around, but they're not active. And, and do you convince bands, like, hey, you should you should do my show? And, like, well, is that it... One was, I mean, that really wasn't really... There wasn't really a convincing job there. The hardest one, I think, right. the best part about that whole show was, and, the, and it's why the second one's even happening, because it's not something I wanted to do every year. I don't want to be under that. Warp Tour I do every year, and there's yeah. probably a reason I do this every year. Kind of, it needs to be done. But it's not that. I wanted to do it when it felt right. So I also wanted Rancid to play that show. And, you know, sometimes Rancid, you know, their, their timing's off or whatever, and they couldn't play the show. But I did get, I got Tim for free that day. I think he played with the Interrupter, oh, yeah, he played yeah. with Devil's Brigade. And right. he's, like, he's like, this is great. We've got to do it sometime. So basically it came together because he called and said, we're ending our tour in California. Are you open to doing it again? And uh, I'm like, you know, it's been a couple years. You know, it could be, you know, let's do this again. But it's not something I would want to do. I don't think it's something that tours. I know people are trying to put yeah. together these punk rock packages that tour right now. Uh, you know, so... You know, it, it worked because Tim wanted to do it, and then the drop kicks yeah. were okay. You know, and then I, they're old friends of ours from sure. a lot of warp tours and yeah. tons of shows. And, you know, and then I just started calling people, and I started leaning towards that UK. You know, like, wouldn't it be fun to have, like, the Addicts and Selector, all those UK bands? Because I don't think we ever had them all on a show in Southern California. And they right. were all kind of yeah. hitting the Buzzcocks, right. and they were kind of hitting me up, like, this would be kind of cool. So when it, it kind of came together fairly quick. Just like the last time, once you said that No Effects, Bad Religion, Pennywise, and Descendants had agreed to play on a Southern California show, it came together literally within, I think, 
36 hours after that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Everyone else is as on fast board. As yeah. Stormy could write yeah. offers, you know, yeah. back and forth. And uh, Chuck and everyone else, you know, there's a, you know, there's agents that still work in punk rock that, you know, they've, they've been doing this as long as we do. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when, you know, now that I can give Stormy Shepherd offers again. There was a few years where I couldn't do that. There wasn't a lot going on. And now there's, you know, we can work with punk again. You know? So there's, you think there's a big resurgence in that, in that style of music? I mean, I feel like even younger people, um, you know, like I have a good friend actually here in St. Louis. She's 25. And her favorite bands are all, you know. Yeah, but it'd get it get it'd get really popular right now if, if all these bands just start smoking weed and singing about weed, you know, because that's what seems like hip hop's really popular right now. <laughs> so I tried to dig into it and see if it was like a political hip hop with like NWA or you know, Public Enemy, the bands I worked with. And no, it's just about smoking weed. So uh-huh. if, if these guys all just write songs about smoking weed, I think you're gonna have a, a good future. Let me put yeah. that in my notes here. Yeah, get, that, yeah. right. <laughs> get that down, Steve. A couple yeah. of sober, you know, yeah. But, but sober you know, I, I brought these bands also because I thought we're in a time and place where you know there's songs are going to have to mean something again yeah we're we're hitting a a point now i think people are living in denial and a lot of confusion right now but you know Mm -hmm. there's a there's just a lot but i think there's going to be this point where you know songs that that stir your emotions are going to be very important you know and that's you know i think what i try to do this summer you know um put stuff together some of the stuff people would say but you know what you got to bring those kids in so they can hear these guys you know and I know a lot of kids have gotten to see you guys that maybe came to see another band and, and who cares if they're walking by to get a pizza or something but they're going to stop if, it make, if it's good music and I think that's the coolest thing when I see people asking going hey anyone seen the adolescents before and a lot of kids no I've never seen you guys right. you know or yeah. and you guys have been doing great out there it's been it's going good. good yeah I've been having kids it's trippy because I've been having kids coming up to me going hey who are you what's the name of your band you're in my new favorite <laughs> it's a very band very nice suit yeah. yeah it's like yeah whatever it is yeah but is that do you notice this too like we're playing a lot of new songs and, right. and it's like it's not like there's this just crowd of 40 somethings that are like play your first record or I'm gonna walk, stomp off and be bummed like kids are loving like you know we mix it up and you guys mix it up yeah. and and they like all of it you know yeah. which is great and if you're a kid that's never seen it before they don't know the difference between <laughs> a new record and the old record so they do you feel like Steve it. like you, you're you've gotten a lot out of this yeah, I totally. Mean, a lot of, totally. lot of new fans and stuff, which is kind of crazy to think of. You know, I think that there's a lot of people long. that have heard our band that have never heard us before. And, you know, I, I hope that they're going... We, you know, sometimes Tony from the stage will say, go steal our music. We're not even trying to sell you nothing. You can go right. take it off the internet. Just listen to it. Sure. You know, so I hope people are going and, and doing that too. Oh, you know, and just, and I know they are. You know, they're yeah. going home and digging yeah. deeper to catalogs and stuff, you know? Yeah, but, I like the idea of coming in and just dropping... Like, no ego, no nothing. And just, hey, you just roll in like you're a brand new band, like a kid band. It's right. like, no oh, hassle. Yeah, Rise Records now. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> like, true, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, we're just a kid band. So they're not supposed to know us. They don't know us. This is the first time seeing. And shit, I went, you know, go back the first time I toured the country, which was like 81. And we'd roll into places and there'd be 10 people there, five people there. Nobody knows you. They don't know what it sounds like, you know. And and sometimes you come out here and you got some kids around. They don't know. And it's pitching. It's like, it's like hey, we're just going to play and then just you know and the other cool thing is like sometimes you see some of the newer bands now they look at some of us old bands and and just go god these guys like bust ass you know it's like they feel bad some of them i had like younger guys go fuck i feel bad man i watch you run around that makes me like just lazy you know i think that's what i want you guys in in a weird way that's what i wanted them to see how hard you guys have worked to continue doing what you love and they have this opportunity, the Warp Tour, to, if they put their effort and time into it, you know, that they can do it. Because, 
You know, no one had, no one handed it to you guys back in the day. No, <laughs> never did. No, no, nope. I mean, and that, that you know what? I don't want to mention anything else, but but about Italy? something else. Or, no, 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 no. But like any protest or whatever, I was thinking about something earlier. Uh, like like we never tried to go. We never went to like a journey show with signs and said, hey, you need to make room for us, the right. punks. Like, you know what I mean? We never right. said that. We never said, you've got to spice this show up a little bit. We like it rougher. You know, nothing. We just said, hey, <laughs> we're just going to make our own scene. We're just going to go do this and we'll create our own scene, which is basically what we all did. It's yeah. like, hey, but, put that aside and we're going to go do this. Wouldn't and, you uh, say, though, too, with each generation, like, I mean, with us, our LA was a lot more nihilistic. Yeah. But say, say then the DC scene comes along, and those guys were like, "Let's try to change some shit." Right. So I understand why these kids now are doing that because, and it's we taught them that. We taught them to think for yourself. You know what I mean? And right. and and so I mean, like I get it. I get both sides of it. You know what I mean? It's like it's weird in some ways. Like I don't go after these guys. They've been doing that forever. But at the same time, they're trying to make. Like, this is their punk rock now as much as it's our punk rock, just because we may have started part of it or whatever, you know, it belongs to all of us. Well, I'm sure with It's Not Dead, you got a lot of different, you got a lot of bands from different eras and a lot of bands that believe in different shit and have different agendas and what they're talking about. You know, Kevin talks about songs that matter, lyrics that matter. Let's not kid ourselves. There's a lot of bands from your era Nihilistic, you say they just really didn't give a fuck. It was it was dangerous, you know. And like, I mean, you even talked about it, you know, with the early TSL stuff. You thought you were going to be dead by the time you were twenty five. Yeah, I would have made other plans. I would have known this was going on. <laughs> right? I, I remember my old man. Yeah, I'd come home and I remember my dad came on one. Well, he came downstairs when I and I'm sitting in the I'm sitting I'm wearing a dress and I'm sitting there in the chair and. I got black eyes. I got two black eyes, lumps all over my head. You know, and my dad comes downstairs and goes, all right, you finally got your ass kicked. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, he goes, you're going to feel that later. It's like, I'll feel nothing. I feel nothing. Wow. You know, I thought I was done. And now, you know, some mornings I wake up and I have to pee in the sink because I can't lift the toilet seat because it hurts. <laughs> I can't bend over far enough to lift. I got to just stand and pee in the sink. Yeah, well, I think we would have all taken care of ourselves a little better back then, you know? That doesn't seem real. Who no. knew? What is time, anyway? It only what? Stop, it's only look, you're only old when you look in the mirror, I like to say, you know? And until then, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. That's you know, right. And then, you know, and I don't know. You know, it's not Dead's fun day. You know, maybe there'll be something else. But, you know, it's, it's, we try to also stir younger people to do, you know, try to do good things. or you know, Just do something. Mm-hmm. That's really what I try to do is inspire them to do something out here. And that's, you know, you can rip on what I do or the warp Tour or whatever. But, you know, I always say, come stack your life up and you know, come stack it up next to mine at the end of the day. You know, uh, you know, that's, that's a nice quote. You know, <laughs> come stack it up next to mine. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you would figure that out. If you can, come under the tent, have water, beer, whatever. Let's stack it up. And if you can stack it up as high as I can then fuck with me on the internet all you want. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't even get into all well, that. Well, there hasn't been much controversy this year. I mean, we were bringing up the Dickies a little bit and stuff, but there hasn't really been much at all. There, you know, that, it's been pretty smooth that's sailing. That's the thing. There's really never a lot of controversy on the Warp Tour. It's created from outside this parking lot. Yeah. When we used to be able to deal with stuff inside this parking lot, it never left here because you could deal with it and it would get resolved and it was gone. But now something goes out there, and then you got a bunch of armchair people just yapping. Yeah, 
that don't know what's going on here. Was, hey, I'm just thinking about hey, you, listen, a I bunch got a letter. of security guards. Or, uh, take it easy, man. Listen, I, <laughs> I I got a letter one time from this kid giving me shit because before internet, then they have to write a letter, yeah. right? <laughs> but so, so this idiot writes this letter and he puts his return address on it and he writes this letter to me you know, detailing all the stuff going on, tearing me apart, blah blah blah. Because the show, the show he went to was a six dollar show. He was pissed off at a six. So whatever he writes me, I'm living at my mother's, right? So I write him back this letter. I'm crying basically. I'm so angry at this kid. And then I look at the return address and I think, ah, that's only about an hour away from here. I get in the car, I go on there. So I drive over and just go right up to his. It's totally like a Jay and Silent Bob thing, man. I just walk right up to his house. I knock on the door, and this kid, little pimply faced kid, answers the thing, and he looks at me and he's kind of like scared i go hey are you uh so and so and he goes uh <laughs> he goes yeah i go you know i am i brought you a dollar yeah, yeah <laughs> just yeah just hand delivered my reply and well, uh, everything's so quick now and that's what you know gets these guys everyone in trouble you know because no one has to think the kid right. had to write the letter right and kind of which i give him credit at least he wrote the letter yeah. that was like that's intense. Now everyone just jumps on the internet with your thing. Yeah, and people don't really have time. They, people people are speaking before they even have processed it, you know, or and, found out all the information. And you kind of go back to that. Like I always simplify it, like to how how the adolescent brain doesn't develop until you're 25. Some people longer, but like bands used to. Like, if you thought that, 56, if you, you want, if you wanted to send a dick photo to someone back in the day, you would have had to meet them in St. Louis, then got in the, the van at the right. end of the night. Find your camera, your, your Instamatic one-hour camera. Take the photo. Wake up in Kansas City. Go down to the... the Try to find somebody to, to the, do it. The one-hour development guy. They don't all do the ner- nerdies. Give them the, yeah. give them the camera. Polaroid. And then go back in an hour. <laughs> then go back in an hour. And then after you knew he saw it, then you'd have to address the envelope and send it. It usually slowed down the process enough for your brain <laughs> you to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And now you got kids that before they're on the 10 going, you know, Wes, they're like shot and sent it. And that's like, okay, adolescent brain just fucked right. up my life. Adult yeah. brain. Yeah. I've had to learn now. Okay, pace yourself. Pace yourself. <laughs> well, let's let this sit for a do. You can do it tomorrow, man. You want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, if you send still it, think it's a good idea tomorrow. It tomorrow. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I mean, I think probably kids these days maybe are actually better than than you know your generation. What? If, they, if you had what? cameras, <laughs> you had cameras. I don't know. You had cameras on your phone back in the day. Oh my god! If we had Tinder, Craigslist, all that other stuff on this. <laughs> what thing, we did all that stuff without what, it, though? What, what did you need happened? Tinder? What? Did you need Tinder? No, I didn't. I need knew him. you back then. You didn't need I used to know <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, if that option no, was, Tinder, I used to know some new one. We all knew Tinder. Like yeah, Carolina. yeah, whatever it was, no, whatever it was. Girl, well, that yeah. was her name, right? right? Well, uh, maybe Cinder. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> I, no, but you're right. Kids are kids are pretty smart because I get lectured about my kid. My kids will pull me aside and they'll like try to teach me about music or this or that or just something you know and sometimes my kid she's already hit me up she goes i'd like to bring my squad out to the show and just you know whatever she's got going on you know and she goes but it's so embarrassing to hear you sing <laughs> just, just so that's rough, why i didn't have know? kids yeah and people always go wasn't it cool like aren't you the cool dad in school yeah i go 
on certain days we only have to walk five feet behind our daughters you know or sons you know <laughs> you, you got, you're a banker or whatever you're always 10, 15 sometimes I get to go at least five feet behind them uh, my kid shook me off one day man I was such a drag she, she, I was taking her home I was taking her to her mother's house and I had a borrowed car a rope holding the door together it's hoopty I was driving right and uh <laughs> Anyway, so she goes, drop me off here, drop me off here. It's like, you're six, man. I'm not dropping you off here. It's like way outside the <laughs> well, place, right? Yeah. And I realize, I go, oh, it's the car. She's bummed on the car. I go, okay, I'll park the car, I'll walk in, right? <laughs> so I park the car and I start walking her in. She goes, I can make it from here, I can make it from here. It's like, look, you know what? Let's just, I'm taking you, right? And all of a sudden, this little kid comes up and, and the kid goes to my daughter. She goes, is that your dad? And my kid shakes me off. She says, she shakes her head no. <laughs> and I just started crying. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, but you know, that's, I mean, that eventually shakes us all up. I, yeah. And I, I thought I made it in the music business. All I wanted in life was a 91 Forerunner. That's all I ever wanted. So I used to have all those crazy vans. I'd drive all the shit to the shows. Yeah. And got a 91 Forerunner. I was still driving that Forerunner until a year and a half ago. And I went to my, take my daughter to school and she's like, Dad, Nope. You're not, you are not driving me in that car anymore. And it was like heartbreaking, but it was like finally snapped me around that, okay, it was time to replace this car. Because yeah. if I wanted to hang out with my daughter, you know, I would have to kind of give up the only thing I ever wanted in life. But the good thing about that is I did learn something. Because I'm non, you know, I'm a pacifist now, pretty much, as far as I can try to be. And, uh, so my kids, I'm thinking, well, how do you punish them? You know, what do you do? You can't spank a butt. You can't do anything. So right, I totally right. got it figured out. So the punishment is, killer, I'll drive you to school tomorrow. So then maybe I'll wear like real tight shorts or something. I'll take my shirt off. I get out of the car. I start yelling at the kids, yelling stuff. And they were so embarrassed. It's like, that's way worse than any spanking. It's like, well, what do you want? You want me to take you up to school? You want to stop this? You know, they just... They just stop uh, it. We've all learned how to be parents. That's yeah. wild, yeah. You know, and uh, I think that's kind of it's it, you know or you know we we do what we keep doing. I mean, it's kind of at this point it's the only thing we know how to do. Well, it's going to be it must be cool for some of those bands that get up and they play and maybe some of their kids haven't seen them their their dads yeah. or their moms play before. Yeah, I mean that's this year I'm adding a little second but I'm adding that stage with like Love Canal and Unit F. All those bands <laughs> that played on all those bands that played on every punk show in LA but never kind of right, like right. went right. more wow. than that so you know it's like the grim yeah, like yeah. they're all playing cool. this festival like and I was sitting there and I'm going do I need another stage you know it's me with always that thought and I go you know what they deserve the chance to bring their kids or their grandkids down to watch them play so we've got the whole of all those bands that you always saw on every flyer in LA but I don't know if they ever got to tour out of Southern California. <laughs> right. But they're all coming to play that show. Like, did you know these bands like back in the day, and you, you still in contact with them, or how did you even get a hold no, of them? No, I mean, I, them? you know, that's the one thing. I, I mean, I work in all the clubs at all these guys. I work 320 shows a year. I was working every night, doing my own shows, working the shows. Um, you know, and then it's funny because you know, Warps kind of keeps you because now those guys do have teenagers who want to come to a show. So I hear once a year you get that email. Right, hey, right. long time no talk. Yeah, right, just right, right. Like, but you know what? The community's kind of, even though we all are live our lives, you know, you, you run into people and you see people. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, those funerals, sometimes you go down there and it's amazing how many people I saw at Gabby's funeral you know, yeah. that I hadn't mm -hmm. seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, you do. This was a part of our, this was a big part of our lives. I mean, I had no social life. I didn't really have a social life in school. I was a guy that was kind of picked on, kind of fucked with. And then I found my community by working shows. Yeah. And I made my place by being the only sober guy at the shows back then. I was the guy who actually ran the shows. Right. Walking, get <laughs> these guys, needed. You know, back then. 
You know, and, and now I flip flop that kind of. Right? Now I'm all drunk in the parking lot, and they're all looking for a meeting. You know, it's weird now. You know, it's, well, yeah. I mean, you're going to want to see all these bands at your own show on August 26th. Oh, I do. You know, it's, like uh, you can't be working. I mean, I had so much fun at that show. Uh, you know, I got bands like the Untouchables to play and things like that. And I was really walking around. I knew I wanted to see Gabby play, but I have great people that run shows. I only had to really get involved towards the end when you know, with the, the wheel that spun off and Fletcher with the, he thought I got involved more <laughs> as an old Kevin Lyman stage guy at that right. point. You know, it's the greatest thing for like in my mind about that that show too was when that was going in the wheel and it was the four bands and we all sat there and we went, well, the only bad thing that could happen to us today is if we get the Descendants. <laughs> going on at the same time as we're going on like because they played less in southern california than anyone else and we should have never even said that because that, that just made it happen like you know you with your but we still played to so many people yeah, it did, wheel? they had when that wheel. wheel on the stage about the order of the last four bands you know that's, so how, that's how we avoided that's how we avoided, yeah, avoided, that's that's how we avoided the headliner thing oh nice, nice. No, that's a smart idea you know and, and know so that. when it happened like kathy comes up and goes uh you guys are going on the same time as Descendants, and the whole mood in our trailer was like, oh. But it was packed. It was great. Yeah. It was totally awesome. There yeah, was, we had... Sorry. Well, you guys went on... We had with somebody else we had Lumpkin next to us. I think, so no. you were okay. No, no, no. Somebody was right <laughs> next to us. It was... Uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. I can't remember. That, there, day, that was the thing. That was Everyone played to shitloads of people. Crowd. Are yeah, there any bands, crazy. Kevin, playing that you've never seen? No. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh... The girls. Yeah, Is that the, girl. the little girls? Yeah. You guys have to talk to them. Oh, yeah. What about Skating Maybe Polly? Skating Polly, yeah. But there's great, you know, for me, it was like the only band I'm bringing back for the second time is the Interrupters. Because I think that, you know, Interrupters, if there is that hope for that new band that people will ask for versus, we want to see No Effects, Descendants, Bad Religion, Penny, Adolescence, TSOL. I think Interrupters are that band that's starting to cross, like could yep. be that band. Great band. And maybe pull a wave of new punk bands. I love that we have yep. Bad Cop, Bad Cop out here, Barbed Wire Dolls. And sure. you know, there, there seems to be a movement of young bands. And, and that's really what we need. We, I mean, we, you know, it, we won't be around forever. And there needs to be this movement of these bands. And, and we've been waiting for that movement in punk rock. And, yep. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time. Or, or maybe you'll be 80 years old will do, but it's not dead. <laughs> hey, never know. Well, Who never would have know. known this was going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I want to ask Lisa about some stuff. Um, have you done Have you done every Warp Tour? I've been to every Warp Tour, but I have, don't usually do the entire tour. No, Just no, the last no. two years. Yeah. I've been teaching a TEI workshop, right. so I've been I've done the whole tour. But sometimes I'll just come in for a day or maybe a week, and then it turns into two weeks and then three weeks. Sometimes you come in for a weekend and you get kidnapped for two weeks on yeah, bus one, because that's sure. happened before. <laughs> and with, with your role, I mean, obviously, you're like one of the most famous, if not the most famous, you know, fo- photographer in punk rock, um, and you've taken so many iconic photos. This um, this thing you're putting together at It's Not Dead, uh, what is it showcasing exactly so people can go and check it out? Like, What are some of the your favorite things? So um, in the art show, we're going to be uh, doing uh, art that sort of corresponds to some books that have come out. We have a uh, Under the Big Black Sun, which um, Jack actually contributed a chapter to. It's right. the, an oral history of Southern California punk yep. with John Doe and Tom DeSavia. And so we have art from that book that we'll be displaying. So it's kind of like these little micro, uh, like geo geo micro scenes that happened and we have books that came out about all of them. So uh, the Safari Club in DC 
was in the like late 80s, early 90s, I think, yeah. somewhere in there. And uh, so we've got a big art show that's displaying stuff from that book. And then we have a guy who um, shot a lot of stuff recently at Chain Reaction. And so we have a lot of like, so it it's basically goes from the 70s right. to now. But it's all these little geocentric things. And then um, Mark Beamer, uh, he did a book, yeah, Still Screaming, Beamer. and they yeah. have this touring show. So they have stuff from like the New York area. Um, so it's really, it's going to be really fun. Um, and and with stuff. the, um, with the, I'm sorry, I forget the name, the... Uh, Reading. Punks well read. Punks well the read. Literary portion of our uh, show. The literary, yeah. So what is that? Because is that just like people that have written books? Is that what, what is that exactly? Well, when I got into music, when I got in punk rock, we, you know, we would actually get the albums and then we would read the lyrics to see what they were saying because we felt like everything they were saying meant something. Mm-hmm. Sure. Even if it was just about love, <laughs> you know. So um, I felt like a lot of people that you know got into music in the first place might have had a literary background or maybe we read the same books i mean who hasn't read howl right so mm-hmm. uh, i just sort of felt that common ground that that's like why we got into it was because of these you know influences from you know from books and like great works of art so why not share that and a lot right. of people that do music and, and our songwriters have gone and written novels books poetry books and i wanted to share that because uh you know, it's it's an important thing, and I think a lot of people that are into punk rock, especially in Southern California, have that connection with music and art, and uh, it's all one big thing: music, art, books. And, and I mean, what and what about politics? I mean, mm. it's been a crazy year, mm-hmm. and bringing all these people together. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, like there's a lot of people speaking out about about the White House mm-hmm. right now. Everything going on. Is there any talk of what's going to happen when you put a bunch of punks in a show? Like, like, is there any well, is there any talk of that? I'm just kind of curious. Well, we're in California, you know, so we're almost like kind of okay. But uh, I don't know. Let Kevin take this. I, mean, I don't know. You know, I believe you bring diverse things to a top a, you know, a platform. You know, I think to be honest, most of, most of the people that I would worry about are either dead in jail or changed. You know, it was like, you know, there's at least within the scene that we all grew up with, you know, there's not a lot of guys still running around that are suicidals, you know, of that era. Um, I don't know, you know, we deal with it, you know. We could say that we're coming out on Warped Tour. It's pretty much a diverse cross-culture of society Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And you know what? It's been a pretty mellow tour. I think when we get Obama out of there, we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I. Oh, come on, take it easy. Let's that's just, funny. Can we have some that's fun, funny, man? Jack. No, it is fun. It is fun. I'm, I'm like. I don't know. You know. All right, never mind. You know, more for me, it's, you know, where I book something like Warped in the future. That's what's kind of in my mind. Like, where does this tour kind of go in the future? What do you mean exactly? You know, you know. You know, it's, 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 you know, have we lost a generation of young kids, you know, 13 to 17 year olds? I'm not seeing them at the show this year. You know, I was worried about it. Did we, were we going to lose them to gaming? Because gaming got very popular. Right. Boys would usually follow girls to concerts, but now they're gaming. Kids are watching. Parents seem, there's, a, there's an undertone of fear in this country that we all, the last time we had this much fear in this country, we knew what it was. It was 9-11. We all kind of was able to focus on one thing. Now there's this undertone that everyone's got this little weird fear. And I've talked to people all truck stops, places I go. And now I think it's almost like parents are like, yeah, stay in your bedroom. 
Just right. hang out. Netflix. You know, fuck with each other on social media. They don't know they are, but, you know, it's like that. that's yeah. what I'm worried about. Have, are we going to lose a generation of kids, 13 to 17-year-olds, that aren't going to experience live music? That are going to get out. That's what I'm worried. You know, thinking because the average age of Warp Tour this summer, yes, the bands are a little older, has gone from you know to 18 to 30 year olds, yeah, which makes a really fun show because we don't have all those young kids passing out, not eating breakfast, you know. But then again, this was their entry point to music. Yeah, like it's I said, like how we started. I was 16 years old. My yeah. first Warp and Tour, and I'm not seeing them this summer. So for me, right. more for me, I'm going. Are we losing a generation of kids that aren't going to care about live music as much as? As the past ones Yeah it's it's an interesting point To bring up I mean you know The other thing too Is you can stay in your bedroom And you can have Spotify on Literally listen to everything but I just ran out of records To listen to And I had to go to a show Sp- To find new Sp- bands But Spotify is just It's a soundtrack To 20 things you're doing In your bedroom you know, right. You know, it's, you know, are we really getting emotional attached to music, or is it just a soundtrack now? It's sad that because because seeing a band is to me. I mean, I, I love. I was ta- I just did an interview about this the other day. When I started listening to punk rock, I started focusing on the L.A. bands because I could see those bands live. You know what I mean? I would rather listen to the Circle Jerks record all week and go see them mm-hmm. than listen to The Damned, even though I love The Damned because sure. I wasn't going to see The Damned but once a year. So I would buy more records from local bands and you know, and then you become friends. I mean, we, when we all started becoming friends, like I was there when you made your record, you right. know, and then you listen to them all the time because they're your bros and you know you're going to see them Friday night and it's going to be a fun time. Cool. And it's like, but those, it's live music. It's a whole different animal, and it's a necessary animal, I think. And it's sad. We and think there, it is. But yeah, I'm, this yeah. is what I'm watching this summer. Yeah, there are kids that are, I, I don't know. My daughter gave me a list of where she's going. She goes, oh, I want to see this. I want to see this. We want to go over here. It's like, what am I going to see you? For the warped tour, Pomona. Uh, she's Pomona. telling me where she's going to go. It's like, she, I want to see this. And she'll see you in the parking lot. Yeah, whatever. She's going to see Sammy. I, although I will say a cool story. We played the show, and my kid's there with, with all these little, these little girls, right? And they're all 17 or whatever, and they're all... Dressed like they're going out to a nightclub, except one of them has got a pair of jeans and a t-shirt on. So it's like one, like almost like tomboy, and then all the rest of them, right? So then we're playing a show, and all of a sudden my kid runs by me, and she swan dives into the thing. Because I already lectured him, no foot first dives. Don't give me that shit. I don't want to look and see foot first. You swan, you going, you going over swan dive, you going head first. So my kid swan dives into the crowd, and then all of a sudden. About five minutes later, her friend goes into the crowd. Then the next one goes into the crowd. The next one goes into the crowd. I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute, man. These kids are all wearing pants. And what they were doing, these 17-year-old girls, want to dive into the crowd and come back and change clothes with the other one. And they put on the pants and the shirt because they didn't want to, They wanted to bring their dresses so they could look cool, but they wanted to dive too. So they're switching the clothes. And there was like six or seven of them all diving in the same pair of pants and T-shirt. It was crazy. Yeah, it was cool, though, to watch, to watch the kids do that and say, hey, you know. Yeah, you want, you know, I want, but I've, that's just what I've kind of seen yeah. this, this yeah. summer, you know, where for me it was where did the majority of those kids you still have them here but right. you know this was a this was a show that the average age was 17 last year at this show and now I'm how do you know that how do you we do a lot of re, you know we yeah. do research i got people out there talking to people talk to them in line we ask some questions we you know you get the basic demographics mm-hmm. you know we also you know Everyone bus knows. driver's ID and kids before they get on the bus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, come on. Can we, <laughs> you know, take it easy, man. I'm sorry. You're 16. You can't joke you're anymore, Jack. Really Haven't you learned you can't joke anymore? What? You can't joke anymore. With what? Responses. Just in general. I joked with that one girl and she got a little upset with me today. 
<laughs> Whatever. Say? I don't want to. It doesn't matter what I said. What'd you say? I, I don't know. It was some, It was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing. But she goes, I, I think I'll leave. I go, okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> well, all right. I laughed. I thought it was good. Guar have some good jokes on stage. I can't remember any of them, but maybe you can. Well, they also murder Trump every day, too, don't they? Oh, I hadn't noticed. Do yeah. they? Uh, no, they, yeah. I mean, they. They're definitely pushing the boundaries, and they always have. Um, but, you know, they do it in a way, like when you're dressing in a costume, you can get away with more, you know? It's just the way it is. Well, I get, you know, I, mean, I, get, was doing I glance it. at my, so I haven't touched really social media for the past month out here on the road. They're yeah. happier on the road. I just ignore it. But once in a while, I glance at it, it's like, and I got moms going, I can't believe you have a band like War on the Warp Tour. Or the co-. I go, when did we forget that you have to kind of laugh at yourself sometimes and this yeah. whole situation we're in? Yeah. You know? And, I mean... I ate five grams of shrooms and went and saw them, and there was nothing funny about it whatsoever. It was totally <laughs> realistic. I'm sure I was working that show. Fenders down at Fenders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fenders. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It's like somebody said to me, Jack was you going to eat all those, Jack man? More, Jack, you were more trouble when you weren't playing. It was just when right. you were at the shows. Hey? Yeah, that was because I got bored. Yeah. <laughs> I remember many nights where it was like, what do we do? Throw him out, but he's in a band. We might want to book, or how do we deal with him? And then yeah. Roach and those guys had to deal with you. Ah, they were bombed. Yeah. yeah, I showed up the Santa Monica Civic show with a uh, trench coat with nothing on underneath, but some cowboy boots, and then they go to frisk me at the front. I go, oh, yeah, <laughs> just open it up. <laughs> I just fucking well, grab it, see if there's anything in there. <laughs> Give it a little shake, see. I might be hiding something. Yeah. So. All right. Oh my all right. god. All right. Sorry about all that. No, okay. no. This is <laughs> my guys are waiting in the van. I know. Oh, it's about time, I think, too. Well, let's, uh, before we let everybody go, um, does anyone have anything they want to plug before we go? I know Steve has like 18 bands. Uh, we all played the last, it's not dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I shot my load the first one. I, no, hopefully you can come out and hang out and just say hello yeah, yeah, to everyone. No, I'm definitely going out for sure. My yeah. buddy Kevin Seconds is playing with, opening for Rancid on yeah. that tour, so. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very cool. Kevin. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's not dead. It's, it sounds like it's going to be amazing this year. Yeah, August 26th, San Bernardino, California. Tickets uh, available now. Yeah, tickets and uh, check it out. It's some really great bands. Thanks. And also check out the Arts Not Dead. The Big Circus Tent. Come and check out the, the Big, big and Circus Tent. Say hi to Lisa. Tent. She's lovely. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jack. And I have stuff to plug. Yes. Yeah. Plug. Well, I'm always doing something. I plug stuff all day long. <laughs> so one thing I can plug is there's an old TSOL song called uh, Code Blue. Yeah, I've heard it. Okay, so we actually made a short film that, and Andy Dick stars in it. He's the teacher in <laughs> really? it. And, uh, so if you can go to if you go to Vimeo, you can get it. It's great. Okay. It's like a 15 minute short with Andy Dick as the teacher with well, the whole. 15 minute. Cool. It's basically the whole thing that went down in the in the song yeah. goes down in the short, and it's actually killer. And then uh, T.S. Wells got a new record out on Rise uh, called The Trigger. Complex, yes, and uh, I just started another new record with some friends of mine. It's called Uncle Jack and the Black Sales Quartet, featuring the fabulous Frank, and it's a psychedelic uh, punk rock record. Kind of, I don't even know if it's punk rock; it's more pop. But anyway, so that's this what video, I'm doing. this Code Blue video, it's a movie. You said it. Excuse me, it's a movie. It's a It's a very long video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said it's it's literal, a literal, literal, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, it's great. We did the Should whole thing. It was unbelievable this? how much money that goes into making films like that. Yeah. It was just I was shocked. Oh yeah. Maybe. It was sixty five thousand dollars for fifteen minutes of, of film. 
yeah. this uh, you know online hustling trying to get it together. But I learned how to make films, so it's kind of cool. It was to watch it and then say, okay, now this next one I'm going to make myself that I'm on now. But uh, well, but it was it those. was cool having Andy D- and Andy Dick was great, man. You give him the basic lines. Like you just give him, I'd give him the basic lines, and then he just start riffing off those lines, and it was so cool having him as a teacher, and you know, great the kid Brendan who played, who basically plays me in the in the thing. He's now on some major TV show, and just you know, Brendan Meyer, I think is, is he his the name. one doing the fucking of the dead? Uh, yeah, actually, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's killer. It's it's really, and I was glad because we showed it at a show. I didn't know you never know the reaction. You're gonna get on something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the last taboo. Everything else is cool, and I guess people don't dig that one still. I guess that's upsetting. You can't do that. But you can do everything else, but uh, so you wonder. But when people laugh at the right part and stuff, when they're laughing because there's an right. issue when he, you know, he has a the first whatever. I don't want to get into it because it's funny, but it's nice when people laugh at the right part and yeah. you know and and grown at the right part oh. when, when necrophilia does become acceptable you'll be thought of as a front runner of all I can't that wait to see Wikipedia Wikipedia yeah. first guy yeah. first guy on the front line Jack yeah. look it up yeah so it's like my Stonewall or whatever yeah. what did they have the gays had Stonewall right the Stonewall riots that's why we have yeah. pride right because of that so yeah if you want to read more stories about Warp Tour, we have Kevin and I have a book out called Misfit Summer Camp, yes. 20 Years of Mayhem, and it's an oral history oh, that's nice. of the Vans Warp Tour, and I took almost all the photos, so you can get that online. Cool. Just look it up. I will post the links to all of these things. Awesome. Everyone can find them. Warp Tour Thanks. Cruise coming up. And yeah, <laughs> warp, that's right. The Warp, Tour, the warp Tour Rewind. Warp Japan coming up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So hey, many things. Hey, let me tell you something. If that ever goes down, throw us a bone, man, because that's one place I've never gone to. And I got these bitchin' really? shoes. They got six-inch heels on them. Because I'm 6'4 now, six-inch heels. That's putting me at 6'10. And I just, I, I need it. Right. I need to go over there and be 6'10 and just right. wander. That's I'm looking idea. forward to that. I'll put that on the... Uh, very, very right. cool. Please. Oh, All right. <laughs> Throw that out there. Thanks, everybody, for doing Take this. Thank and, you very uh, much. Great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there it is. Uh, a lot of fun uh, sitting around the table with all these fine, fine people. Very knowledgeable people as well. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. And I want to thank Steve, Jack, Lisa, and Kevin for doing this. And hey... If you are going to be in Southern California on August 26th, you got to check out It's Not Dead. It's a great lineup, so many great bands, and bands you don't get to see every day, just like Kevin was saying. So, very cool thing he put together, and if I didn't have to go to Australia, I would 100% be flying in for it. I will leave you with some music, as always. I just played Code Blue by TSOL the other month, so make sure you go back and listen to that episode with Jack, and you can hear that song, and you can hear why making it into a 15-minute mini-movie is quite something. But I will leave you with a couple songs. Here is the very aptly named I Hate Children by Adolescence, and It's Not Dead Headliner Rancid. I'm going to play my favorite Rancid song, which is Olympia, Washington. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you next week. Here's some tunes. You guys take care. Peace and love. I never tried to walk in the house. I ain't told that friends are going to walk in the house. I ain't told that hate when they got some noise. I ain't told that burn and that took none of choice. I ain't told that such fast and stupid little crap. Watch me just fast, fast, fast. 